Hello, beautiful tribe. This podcast is sponsored by Uvita. Thousands of years ago, before modern medicine proved scientific evidence for mind and body connection, the sages of India developed Ayurveda, which continues to be one of the most sophisticated, powerful mind and body health systems up to date. And I can begin to tell you, tribe, that it's about putting the power back in your hands. And the company that's helping you do that is Uvita. I've been on Uvita for a couple months now so that I can have a healthy gut and be able to clear my gut and be able to have the best digestive system that I can have. Because healing your gut allows the body to build a stronger immune system and produce the right kind of bacteria that tells your brain that it's okay to feel good. And as, as everyone knows, I'm the shaman who likes to stay lit and make sure the tribe is lit all day long. And so it's important for us to feel good in our bodies. And it's important for us to live a very healthy life. Uvita is a company that is doing that. They are utilizing the knowledge and understanding of Ayurveda in their company, wild harvested and organically grown herbs that they synergistically create in an Ayurvedic way to be able to give you what you need for your body to sustain health, wellness, and vitality. Everything that they have in their company is based in integrity, ethically sourced from natives who practice sustainability. And I can't begin to tell you how happy I am to share this with you and to have them be one of the sponsors for Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Their products offer everything from immunity to healthy joints and to healthy mood and healthy digestion and a healthy body. What more can you ask for from a company that is bringing Ayurvedic understanding to the Western world in a way that is supporting us and lifting us and shifting us into the greater possibilities of who we are? So I welcome you to experience Uvita. You can even contact them by going to their website, which is www.uvita.com. And you make your first order, type in the word shaman, which is their code for the Ancient Wisdom Today podcast tribe. And you will get 35% off on your order for your first order of Uvita. But I'm telling you, the moment you start taking this product, you're going to see dramatic change in your body and the way you feel. And that is the best. And as the tribe knows, I'm all about putting the power back in your hands. So go ahead and check out Uvita and use my code SHAMAN. And until then, live healthy always and every day in your life. Love you. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a third-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, tribe, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. I love how you've created new pathways of intelligent gathering in your mind. I love how you speak in power and love of yourself and others. I love how you always entertain your mind with uplifting and powerfully inspiring thoughts. I love how you focus on beauty in every area of your life. I love how you are very sensual being and touch and connection is everything to you. I love how you're always uplifting and inviting more people to join our tribe of love masters. I love how you speak and respond to yourself and others 
I love how you nourish your body and have great self-care routines. I love how you remove all labels of your personality and you're existing as a light consciousness. I love your creative expression, your freedom to be you, and your passion of spirit to uplift life. I love that you're a part of this tribe. So thank you. I honor you. I see you. I love you. I ignite you. I invite you. I welcome you to the beautiful life that you're creating. So welcome. I love you. The reason why our tribe is beautiful is because we've come together to share in ideas and concepts that enlighten us so that we can remove the incorrect data from our minds. So we're not operating from a place of taking in information that isn't uplifting us and shifting us and taking us to higher levels of possibility. The wonderful thing about a tribe is that we're here to support one another in our growth. None of us is better than one another. We are all equal, standing on earth together, looking at the sky, holding hands, opening our hearts, hugging, smiling, laughing, touching, and celebrating the beauty of our existence. Our tribe is a tribe of power, a tribe that holds space for others to be in their greatest self. We are here to create a superhuman, a human being that far extends the limitations that have been placed upon us since we were children. A human being that is capable of using their technology of their mind, their emotions, and their spirit to bring beauty, balance, understanding, wellness, wisdom, love, and harmony on planet Earth. That is the reason why we are such a powerful tribe. And the reason why I love you is because that of all the beings in the realm of light, you chose to raise your hand, have your memory erased, and transported light stars away from your original place of light to this region of space and this place in the galaxy for you to be able to bring your love, your wisdom, your caring, your nurturing, your giving, your insight, and your power to planet Earth. And that is the reason why I love all of you, because you matter, because you exist, and because you are my brothers and sisters. And we made this journey together. And I am so pleased and so happy. One of the most important things is to recognize that you are an important gift to life. Life is not here for you to experience. Life is here so that it can experience you. You have so many powerful gifts inside of your being, so many wonderful, beautiful, life-transforming gifts inside of your being, needing a voice, needing a way to come out. And all it's requiring for you to do is to remove any blocks, hesitations, fears, or anything that's holding anything back inside of you so that you can shine, radiate, and illuminate this planet with your beautiful expression and who you are as a human being. It is important for you to recognize this truth. And when I say that to you, I'm not just saying it to you in some new age way of saying like, you matter and that's it. When I say you matter, I mean that there is no one like you or ever will be like you in all of time and space at this moment as you are right now. That means that in order for someone to recreate you, they would have to recreate every single one of your family members and have them make the same choices they made and go through the same situations they went through in order to bring you into fruition. 
And astronomically, that's just not possible. So it's so important for you to be able to recognize and look at yourself in the mirror, wake up in the morning and hug yourself, acknowledge yourself in every situation as being important and knowing that you matter among all things that you see, you matter. Everything matters and everything has a purpose and you don't need to know another person's purpose. However, what you do need to know is that you have a purpose And your purpose isn't about doing anything. It's about being you. So I'm so happy to tell you that because it's time for you in your life right now to not hold yourself back from anything. Don't hold yourself back waiting for permission, waiting for someone to say it's okay for you to radiate and shine and illuminate this world with all of the amazingness of you that you are. No one can do it better than you, my darlings. And that's a great thing. That's a wonderful thing. And that's a that that right there separates you and also brings you together in such a beautiful way. You see, every member of the tribe is important because every member of the tribe brings something different to the tribe that another person could not bring. So whenever you get into a place where you start to doubt yourself or you begin to think, why me or why do I matter? And does it really make a difference if I do anything in this world? Well, you're absolutely wrong. It does matter because there are hidden, beautiful things inside of you that are waiting to have a voice, waiting to be brought forth, waiting to be able to have an expression so that you can express yourself into the world as you are because no one else can but you. No one else can, only you. You are the only person who can be you. No one can do it better than you. No one can pretend to be you. No one can act like you and get away with it because your signature is you. When you were created, you were created as you. That means that you have to see in this day, in this life, that if you are living right now and you are listening to me right now, That means that you are brought here to hear this message. You are here to hear this message. So you need to be the strange bird that you are. You need to be strange, weird, awkward, crazy, whatever it is that allows you to sparkle and shine and radiate and let yourself be free as you are. Any conditions that were placed upon you from your father, from your mother, from your guardians, from your grandparents, from your friends, from your, your, your teachers, from your peers that surround you in your life to this day, through your government or your system or the rules that have been placed in your society about who you are and what you can't be according to this rule and according to that rule. There are no rules that apply to you, my love. You are a strange bird. You are free. You are here to shine and be as awkward and weird as possible. When I was growing up, everyone thought I was crazy and insane. Talking to crows, dancing outside on the moonlight, doing rituals and calling on the winds, burying things in the earth going on walks in the neighborhood, holding a staff and a cane and have a robe on and going into nature and communing with the trees, writing poetry on on trash bags on my walls in my bedroom, 
listening to music and hiding under sinks and cabinets with big earphones on, listening to all of my rock and roll music and my beautiful music that I would listen to, like Metallica, who inspired me to understand the deep understanding of what's going on behind the scenes and so much more. I wasn't just some ordinary kid. I was a kid who played Dungeons and Dragons and played video games and spoke to spirits and held electrical balls in my hand where I could cast them into people's bodies and talk to people and speak to the dead and and tell stories of things that are happening in the lands and where people have been. I was the guy howling at the moon at night, naked, standing in my backyard, watching my father look at me through the window, watching my sister look at me through the window as I stand bare ass in the grass, screaming and howling at the moon, talking to the goddesses, talking to the mother, the maiden, the crone, talking to the spirits in nature, talking and waking up at four o'clock and sneaking out of my house because I'm being guided by spirits to go and speak with the trees at nighttime. Was I strange? Was I different? Was I awkward? Was I, was I something that people couldn't understand? You bet your ass I was. And you know what? I loved every minute of it. I was the kid in school who cut his pants and dyed them and spray painted them and did all kinds of things to my hair, to my nails, wearing overcoats and painting my nails black and riding a skateboard and and whispering incantations as I'm going down the street and practicing and understanding my family's culture and shamanism and speaking to my ancestors in the spirit form talking to people, my teachers, telling friends things that I see that could happen to them, things that they were thinking, things that they were feeling. And I didn't care what people thought. Yeah, it hurt when people would say things, but then I realized, why is it hurting? Why do you hurt when someone says something to you? Why do you hurt if someone calls you a name or speaks out of character of your being? Why does it hurt? Why does it rip you apart? Why does it make you afraid? Why does it embarrass you? Why does it make you feel shame? Why does it make you feel upset inside? Why does it make you feel like something is wrong with you? What do you expect? They are not going to understand you unless they're you. They have to focus on them, not you. People would come to me in school and say, oh, you're so weird and strange, nerd. You're so weird with these weird words that you say that you're practicing and doing things. Why are you doing these things? I said, because this is who I am. Who are you? Obviously, you don't know who you are because if you did, you'd stay out of my business and focus on the beauty of you, the beauty of your expression. And when I would say that to people, the light went on and they would say to me, well, how can I understand me? Well, I don't don't understand what that means. I said, whatever you feel, do it. Whatever you want to be, be it. Whatever you want to sing, sing it. Whatever you want to dance, dance it. Whatever you want to paint, paint it. This allows you to be able to step into a higher place. The thing is, it's your time now. It's your time now. It's so important for you right now. You know, there's this movie that I saw when I was a kid called Goonies. It's actually one of my favorite movies. And if you haven't seen it, then you should see it. But there's a scene in the film where they are stepping into a world where they are going on this great adventure 
And the cool thing about it, and one of the things that I love the most in the film is this scene where in the scene, they come across this situation where they really have to make a decision where what they are going to do. And one of the uh, the things that they discover is that they're on this adventure to save their families and that they feel that their kids that have this ability to do this one thing that their family can't do because they are kids and this is who they are. And one of the things that they do is go on this understanding of what it is for them to be able to step into understanding who they are and how they operate as friends, as individuals, how important it is for them. And as they begin to get into that space, they recognize that the only way in which they can survive is to be able to work together as a team because each of them has something different that the other person doesn't have. Don't you recognize that in life? Don't you recognize that in life, that is the way it is. That is the way it is with every single person is that we have been told by society that we have to conform. Conform to what? What are we conforming to? There's no way we can conform to anything because if what we're conforming to is not in alignment to who we are, then we're only lying to ourselves and causing pain where that is not necessary because if we do that, we are creating distortion within ourselves. We're creating distortion within ourselves because we're not willing to be exactly as we were to be, to be created and express ourselves in our own creation, in our own form. A lot of people always say, oh, you know, you shouldn't do that because society is not okay with that, or you shouldn't operate like that, or you shouldn't operate in those ways. You know, working together is so important when we are recognizing that the reason why is that when we work together, we're not just working together. We're trusting in another person. We're trusting that they know who they are and why they're created and who they are and that we know who we are. And when each person takes responsibility for who they are, that's how we bring together our beautiful individual gifts. You know, in the movie Goonies, one of my favorite scenes is called The Wishing Well. And in The Wishing Well, there's this guy named Troy. And Troy is the guy, the jock in school, you know, the one who always likes to pick on everyone and wants to date the hot girl. Because, of course, you know, he feels that that's the way that he has to be in order to be popular, in order to be seen, and in order to be valued amongst his peers. And Troy's character comes across The Wishing Well. He hears them at the bottom of the well. He hears them screaming and talking and so forth, and he realizes that they're down there. And so as he's acknowledging that, he is recognizing that in that moment, he has an opportunity to get this girl. Now, the girl that he wants to get in the film is called Andy. And Andy is this girl, the cheerleader, you know, the beautiful girl in school who prides herself on her beauty and who she is and what she is in order to be popular and to be seen. And so they're all in the bottom, this whole group. And if you got to see the movie, but here's one of the things that I love the most about it is that as they're working their way, wanting to leave this underground cavern where they are going on this beautiful, amazing adventure to find this goal to save their families from losing their homes and so forth. They decide that they want to go up this bucket and get out of this place. And Mikey, who is the one who's leading this group to, to believe in their dreams, to accept who they are individually and honor themselves individually, is basically acknowledging that if they go up that bucket, that everything that they stand for individually will be lost. 
And one of the things that he says, which is so amazing, where he says, the next time we see a sky, it'll be in another town. The next time you take a test, it'll be in some other school. Our parents, they want the best stuff for us. But right now, they got to do what's right for them because it's their time, their time up there. Down here, it's our time. It's our time down here. That's all over the second we ride up Troy's bucket. Now, what is he saying? He's saying that everyone is doing what they're supposed to do. Parents are doing what they're supposed to do to be the parents, to raise kids, and to live their lives. But we are the kids, and it's our time right now to do what we came to do, who we are. The reason why I like this so much is because it opens up a conversation, a true conversation about us as individuals. Think about it. Everyone is doing what they're supposed to do. That is what they're doing. That's their time. Everyone is doing what they need to do. A truck driver who's driving on the street right now is delivering packages or delivering some produce to another place. That's his time right there. Every single person is doing what they need to do in their time, what they need to do as according to what they choose to do. My question is, what are you doing right now? What is your time? Is it your time right now to shine your light and radiate who you are at the highest level? It means that right now, it is your time to be who you are, not who you think you should be, not who television tells you to be, not what the radio wants you to be through music and songs that you hear. Not your social group, not what your parents think as according to their rules and their ideas of the way the world should look. But what about you? What does it mean for you to be you right now? And one of the reasons why I am very much about traveling the world and pushing shamanism as a choice, as a lifestyle choice. And when I say push, not meaning like push it on you, but push it to the mainstream, push it to the front so that people can see that it exists and that it's there. And it's not all about plant medicines and going on drumming and going into, you know, different experiences with feathers and sages. You know, it's nice to burn sage and it's nice to put feathers over you and it's nice to drum and it's nice to do all of those things. And it's nice to go sit in a sweat lodge and it's nice to go and people want to go take medicines to have an awakening like ayahuasca or iboga or a combo or sapo or any of these things. I mean, I get it. I understand why people are doing it, but that's not what I'm talking about. You see, those things are fleeting. Those things move very quickly. What I'm speaking about is not just going into a Temescal and sweating and coming out and then you're dry and you're back to your life or you take a plant medicine, you have an experience for maybe maybe a day or a couple of hours and then you come back to your, your life again. What I'm talking about is real transformation. I'm talking about sustainable transformation. The only type of transformation that you can get when you actually rewire your mind and your being to see, perceive, and understand the world differently from the way that you have. That is why it's so important of why I bring shamanism at the forefront of consciousness for humanity worldwide. It's not just about wanting to teach you how to meditate or how to drum or how to go into the spirit world, but it is to help you become a superhuman, to help you understand how to become and be and, and commit and love and embrace the strange bird that you are. Because face it, no one in the world is ever going to understand you from the way that you understand yourself. What they're going to get is the enjoyment of you, the experience of you, the knowledge that you bring, the uh, energy that you bring into their lives by being you and by being different. 
not by fitting in and being what they want you to be in order for them to be comfortable. Because face it, my loves, do you really want to surround yourself with people who need to be comfortable and therefore they want you to fit into whatever pattern or structure that looks like for them to be comfortable? I say screw their comfortability. Who cares about their comfortableness? In fact, let's go around and ruffle people's feathers for the rest of our life and create a new world, I say. Who's with me? Are you with me? I mean, because honestly, comfortability is so overrated. It's so dark ages. It's so, how do I say, uh, prehistoric. The thing is, no one wants to be comfortable to make someone comfortable because what does real comfortable mean? Does it mean you're a slave, that you're following a system of rules and that you follow them so precisely and so well that it makes you comfortable? I'm sorry, but I'm the first person to get bored with things in humanity. Not because I don't love people. I do. I love people more than you can possibly imagine. It's just that I'm bored of the same old, same old, same old, same old. I like to switch it up, change it up, create a new energy, a new form, a new expression, a new sound, a new dance, a new position, a new art form. How about a new conversation? Not the same conversation. And if you notice in life, people like to talk about themselves. People love to talk about themselves or they love to talk about other people. The thing is, let's talk about, if we're going to talk about ourselves and talk about other people, let's talk about things that are actually inspiring us to go deeper and deeper into deeper levels of our being where we begin to recognize new dimensions and new uh, ideas and new concepts and new energies and new powers that live inside of us. Let's become superhuman. Let's become a superhuman expression of life and freedom and, 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 and really turn up the heat on comfortability because I can't stand being comfortable. Comfortability sucks. The same old, same old sucks. It's boring. It's like, it's like Groundhog's Day, you know, and it's like so ridiculous. It's like everybody shakes hands. Yuck. Do something different. That's why I stopped shaking hands because everyone does it. It's like closing contracts and negotiations. And what most people don't even realize is that the whole art of shaking hands came from the idea that you don't have a weapon in your hand and you're not going to kill me. So your hands are open. So I, I'm going to accept peace by reaching out and shaking your hand because you don't have a weapon. So what does that mean? Does that mean that before shaking the hands, supposedly we would have a weapon in hand. And the other reason why people shook hands was they were closing contracts and negotiations. I don't want my greeting to you to be based on negotiations and contracts and the fact that I might not be holding a weapon, which comes from the old times. And if you think about it, the whole idea of shaking hands comes back from from the times of the Greek era of how we communicated the idea of not holding a weapon, your hands are free, shake your hands, that means I'm safe. Wow, I'm so afraid to shake your hands because you might be holding a weapon. Uh, yeah, uh, this is the way I'm going to open up my connection with you is with the idea of fear that you might have been holding a weapon and I'm going to close a negotiation and contract with you. It's so disconnected. It is so far removed from from what true humanity is about. Not about contracts and negotiations, 
It's not about that. It's about connection. Look, the whole idea of shaking someone's hand comes back from 5th century BC in Greece. It was known as a symbol of peace, showing that neither person was carrying a weapon. A weapon! This is what we are doing. We're carrying weapons because we live in fear of our own brothers and sisters. Talk about that's normal? That's what's normal? No. That is not what's normal. I won't accept that as being normal. The only thing we have to recognize is that as we begin to progress on our journey of life, we have to remove some of the situations that we were born into that have been what we call the social norms, and we have to become a social storm. We have to create a tornado, a hurricane. Uh, We have to ruffle people's feathers to get them to start showing their real self, the self that was created individually separate from who we are, but also collectively brought together so that we can work as a team, as a collective of different minds, different thoughts, different colors, different shapes, different forms, different ideas, different perceptions that join together to create a new world. Unless we want to see the same thing, cars rolling on four wheels going down the street, I mean, if you look at some of the old movies like Back to the Future and things like that, why haven't we have cars that are floating now? Why don't we have cars that fly? Because people are stuck. They're stuck in the being normal, the same. This is not helping us go to where we need to go. This is not how we operate. This is not how we should continue to to nurture ourselves into what we would call the highest level of opportunity for our advancement, for our civilization of human beings living on earth to reach higher levels of consciousness and become something different from what they are. I mean, what is the purpose of metamorphosis? What is the purpose of a butterfly? The purpose of a butterfly is to go from a caterpillar to a butterfly. When do we get to become butterflies? Why are we stuck in caterpillar form? And the reason why is because we want to play it safe. That's why. We want to play it safe. We want to play it safe. And we think by playing it safe and we do that, we're opening up ourselves from avoiding ourselves from getting hurt. So we're opening up ourselves to avoid getting hurt, right? By playing it safe. But the thing is, the idea of opening oneself is no more than just closing oneself. We are closing ourselves because we were afraid that we're going to get hurt or the idea that we actually think we're going to get hurt by being open is just completely goes against everything common sense. It's like, if you choose to believe that you're going to get hurt, chances are you probably will. And the question you would have to ask yourself is, why do you feel the need to get hurt? Why do you feel the need to create that in your life? Why do you feel the need to actually assume or speculate or make some form of idea that hurt is even necessary for you? Remember, People get hurt based on their perception, their ideas of attachment, their need to control something. And when it is not operated in the field of control that they think it should be in, or they're not liking what someone is saying to them, they get hurt. Look, let's look at understanding uh, why people get hurt, okay? People get hurt because they are looking at things incorrectly, They are looking at things incorrectly because of the fact that they're holding on to a false belief of control and the need to keep something a certain way of what it does to keep them in that space. So in other words, 
A person gets hurt, not because they have to be hurt, but because they choose to be hurt because they feel on some level, how can this person do something like this to me? How can a person do something to you? What do you mean? For instance, if someone calls you a name, that's just them calling you a name. The reason why it hurts you is because you accept it as truth and react to it. And the moment you react to it means that you actually believe what they said. It means that somewhere inside of your being, you are calling yourself this name. And what's really getting hurt is the emotional part of your being that's going, why are you saying this to me? Why aren't you discrediting it? Why aren't you disqualifying this information? You see, if you disqualify the information, you recognize that hurt is being developed by you, by your willingness to believe, accept, and agree with whatever someone is saying. That means you don't really know yourself, does it? Doesn't it? I mean, if you knew yourself and someone called you a name, it wouldn't hurt you because you would go like, oh, I see, they're looking at a different perception, but that's not who I am and I know who I am. So you could say to them, well, you know, you're, you're, you're entitled to believe whatever it is you want to believe. However, that is what you choose to believe and that's okay, but that has nothing to do with me. And truth, it doesn't. What does it have to do with? It has nothing to do with it. If you choose another way of not reacting, but thinking before you react, Think about what is being said to you and realize that if it's not in alignment to how you see yourself, because remember, you're the only bird that can see you, that other people only see the expression of you, but they don't know you. Yes. You see, the thing is, if you are operating from this place where you feel like you have to explain yourself, you have to you have to give a resume of yourself, you have to defend yourself, you've been already hurt. Because the fact that you actually believe that you have to explain yourself or you have to defend yourself means in that moment you're accepting the hurt. There's nothing to defend. The only person who's hurting themselves is the person who's speaking and the person who's acting out of character. They're hurting themselves because as they are trying to hurt you, that means that they are hurting inside of themselves. And all they're doing is expressing that hurt by their behavior and their actions and their reactions to everything that's happening to them in that moment. By you recognizing the truth and not falling into the pattern that they want you to fall into, which is come and join me in my darkness, you hold the light of awareness, then you hold the light of unconditional love and acceptance, and you can simply say, I see that you're in a lot of pain, and I'm here to support you. However, operating in this way is not your true character, and I know your true character is based in love and kindness and giving and nurturing and intelligence, and you're powerful, and you're smart, and you're dynamically creative, and you've got so much amazing gifts inside of you, and this energy right here is a distortion, so how can I support you? Not by getting upset, not by taking it personally, not by getting caught up in the nonsense, because it's not necessary. You see, the only way in which we are going to operate is by learning and beginning to understand that everything that is happening outside of us is not for us to react. It is for us to observe not to judge and make right or wrong, to observe. Look, if you're a person that says, I don't understand gay people, I don't understand who they are, I'm straight, chances are you are threatened by the fact that someone understands themselves. 
There is no labels to be placed upon you. There is no need for you to place any kind of label upon who you are. By saying, I'm black, I'm, I'm gay, I'm straight, I'm this, I'm that, I, and, and, and you are basically accepting every single attachment that comes along with what you're claiming. I know people, because of me and who I am in my life, people will say, well, you know, you don't act like a black man, you act whitewashed. Okay, what does that mean exactly? whitewashed. Does that mean that white people have a certain character that is basically the truth of who they are and that I've taken on some aspect of that character and therefore it has whitewashed me over me being black? And what is the association of black? Is it what television has shown me? Is it what radio um, and hip hop uh, uh, rappers and so forth talk about? Am I supposed to walk around with baggy pants and slouchy pants and have my butt hanging out? Am I supposed to speak in different tones and vibrations? Am I supposed to act a certain way? Am I supposed to live in a certain type of community because I am Black by the color of my skin, but by not the nature of my being? And when someone says I'm whitewashed, what are they saying? Are they saying because I've hung around enough white people that I've taken on some kind of disease of theirs that has added into my character and made me whitewashed? You see, all of these things are nonsense. Nonsense. I chose this body, and yes, I have more melatonin in my skin, but my mother doesn't have melatonin in her skin. My mother is from Norway. She's Aust- she's a Norwegian bloodline. She also is Tuscan Native American. So what am I actually being? I'm a mixture of many things. And the thing is, I'm not going to identify myself and my, bear- my character and my behavior to fit into some label. If someone says, oh, are you straight? Are you gay? Are you bisexual? What are you talking about? Are you referencing me to a dictionary term that states what my sexual preference is? Why can't I just be a love being? A being that is living source of light consciousness that loves. And it doesn't matter how I choose to express that love. Who I choose to express that love with. The connection, the energy, the intimacy. Does the expression of love always have to denote sex? Is sex an expression of love? Does that mean that if I love someone, I have to have sex with them? Why can't I just platonically cuddle them? Why can't I just have a man or a woman cuddle with me, touch me, embrace me, kiss me, hold me? Why does it mean that all of a sudden a label gets put on me the moment I choose to be intimate with another man or with a woman or whatever I choose to be intimate with? And perhaps I'm intimate with many people and now I'm known as being something else. Now people are going to call me polyamorous. There's always some label, my loves. There's always some kind of label, some attachment, some sign that gets hammered down in your grounds. That's supposed to tell you who you are, but no one can tell you who you are. No one has the right to tell you who you are. No one can label me. When people label me, I smile and I laugh. I laugh a quite big chuckle, let me tell you. 
I laugh and laugh and laugh. And they say, what are you laughing about? The fact that you think you can label me, the fact that you think that you have the right to identify me without even knowing me, without even knowing the nature of my being, the nature of my soul, the way in which I smell the sky and the air and look and feel the breeze upon my skin, the way I feel when I when I when submerge myself into water, when I dance out loud, the way I feel when I come out of the shower and I'm butt naked, the way that I feel when I'm writing poetry or crying or the moment where I'm laughing hysterically or when I look into someone's eyes and glare into them with pure love. You have no right to label me. You are only labeling things because you live in fear. And it's your fear that needs to label. It's your fear that needs to cast judgment upon me because you are afraid of me because I am a strange bird. I'm a strange bird. Ah, ah, ah. I am like a mixture of a raven and a peacock and a dragon. And who else knows what else I want to throw into the mixture? But whatever I decide to throw into the mixture, it's my mixture. Just like it's your mixture. No one can tell you what what is the sense of your being? What is your base note? What is the things that make you who you are? The essence of your totality? No one has the ability to do that. No one can do that. No one can smell the many fragrances, bouquets of your being. I have many scents. I have many feathers and I have many forms that I can be. And no one can dictate what those are and when they will show up. So when someone says something to you, are you straight? Are you gay? Are you this? Are you that? You will not put me in a dictionary. I will not be labeled. Label free life. Freedom is what we make it. It's not what someone else says we can have. Freedom starts with us. It starts with the, the way in which we see limitation, the way in which we see how structures are built. And do those structures apply to us? Do we fit into those structures in order to be loved and to be liked and to be, to be held in someone's idea of honor and value? What? You dare think you have the right to honor and value me? I honor and value me. If you choose to honor and value me, I thank you for your uh, your beautiful gift of honoring and valuing me. What I ask of you is for you to honor and value yourself. People are, you know, constantly thanking me. Shaman Durek, thank you so much for all the beautiful things that you're doing. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing in the world. I am grateful for your words, but I tell myself those things every day. And as you should too, you should tell yourself how amazing and wonderful you are. So that way, when someone doesn't compliment you, when someone doesn't praise you, when someone doesn't give you the accolades that you think you should get, you've already given them to yourself. You've already laid blessing upon yourself. You have already anointed yourself with words that are true and filled with love. You've already acknowledged your beautifulness, your strangeness, your awkwardness, your uniqueness. You have already given yourself the trophy of perfection. Perfection not in the eyes of what is perfect, but perfection in the eyes of acceptance. Perfection in the eyes of recognizing the truth of who you are and accepting what you are right here and right now. 
You have given that to yourself. If you were to clean your house and then you put down the sponge and the cleaning products and whatever it is that you use to clean your home and someone comes to your house and says, oh, I love how beautiful your house is. I'm so glad it's so clean. It looks so clean. You did such a wonderful job cleaning your house. You know you did that wonderful job or you would have never put the sponge down. You see, you don't need the validation of others. You need to validate yourself. You don't go to a job and wait for them to promote you and give you a promotion as a form of saying you're good at what you do. You don't need people to tell you how amazing you are. You need to tell yourself how amazing you are. And when you do, my loves, it will shine like a sun through your being, a radiant light out into the world where they'll see (laughs) the beauty and the splendor and the awe of your opulence. Your beauty will shine through every crevice and every crack and every corner. And people will see the awe and the beauty of you because you see the beauty of yourself. Be strange and awkward and weird and unique and different. Paint your hair colors and and your nails and make your own clothes and buy clothes and do things that you feel you want to do. Create new things in your life. And I guarantee you, you'll become a trend setter. You'll become an edge maker. You will be someone who will be creating things that People don't understand and then will all of a sudden marvel at because everyone marvels at things differently because they're wondering how did that person get to such an expression in life? How did they get to that expression? You see, how did they how were they able to paint such a picture which I would have never thought of? How were they able to create a song that I would have never even thought that had never crossed my mind to create? How did they move their body that way when I would have never moved my body that way? You see, the reason why people find art and find all these things so interesting and entertaining is because they themselves couldn't see themselves doing it because they've been living normal lives. Normal lives is the death grip of life. It is the death grip to live normal. Ugh. God. To live normal. God. Did you create us to be normal? No. The message of God says, I created you to be unique and different, to be your own sparkle in the sky. God, did you create us to judge one another? No, I didn't, God says. I created you to accept yourselves and accept each other for your uniqueness and differentness so that you can see the many colors of my being that lives through you, that shines through you, that is you. Spirit, are we supposed to fight and argue with people? No, the only reason why you fight and argue with people is because you are threatened by them. You are afraid of them, their beliefs and what they say and what they know. You want to prove that you are comfortable in your power, which means that you're not. There's no reason to fight. There's no reason to argue or to bicker or to complain. You are only here to observe and to experience and to enjoy the many beautiful, beautiful creations that exist. Spirit, are we supposed to um, get caught up in ourselves to the point where we can't see other people? 
No, you are supposed to understand love and accept yourself, radiate and shine through yourself and acknowledge and love and accept other people for their beautiful radiance so that you can see the many beautiful energies, the many wonderful paintings and expressions that creation creates infinitely. So Spirit, are you saying that infinitely Spirit is constantly creating new creations? Yes, in every millisecond, new worlds and new dimensions are being created. The more and more you create more imagination, you are using magic from consciousness. Imagination is not what you think it is. It is not make pretend. It is adding to the source, to the collective source to create new worlds, new dimensions, new flowers, new beings, new animals, new way of living, new life. So you're saying every time we are living and experiencing consciousness, that consciousness is connecting to other beings on other planets that have consciousness, and that consciousness is creating new worlds, new dimensions, new galaxies, new universes. That is correct, child of light. That is correct. So spirit, should we ever beat up on ourselves? You should not beat up on yourselves. You should embrace yourselves. The reason why you beat up on yourselves is because you think you're not following some rule or procedure. You're being hard on yourselves because you don't feel that you've met some expectation or some kind of blueprint or idea or some finish line that you think you should get to. All you're here to do is just be. However it is you want to be, whatever it is you want to experience, that's why you can experience so many wonderful things on earth. You can eat ice cream, you can jump rope, you can sing, you can make love, you can swim, you can write a poem, you can express yourself in many forms. You can spend time in nature and meditate, you can drink tea, you can pour water all over your body and laugh hysterically. It's whatever your soul and heart wants to experience, my darling. So then why do people make it so hard in their expression? They make it hard because they've been controlled. They've been programmed out of fear that they're not going to be loved, liked, or seen, or cherished, not just by people, but by God. They have beliefs that they have to follow rules and systems because they're not going to be loved by God, that they're not going to exist beyond this realm. They do not understand that these things don't operate this way in spirit. They don't understand that these are things brought on by the minds of men, by the minds of people who are held in limitation and fear of themselves, fear of their own creator, fear of their own existence, and fear of their own continuation of eternity. They're not embracing their eternal beings. They're only holding on to the small, tiny speck of information that they think that they can hold on to, which tells them that if they do not live in accordance to the rules and laws that they think they have to live into, that that beautiful, beautiful twinkling star will one day burn out and never exist again. What they don't understand is that their form that they take now, they can take many forms. You see, life is is energy that comes into form for a moment, a season, and then that form leaves and turns us into another form on another planet, in another existence, in another galaxy. And it lives on eternally. It is constantly changing. So you're saying that that we come into life as a form, right, spirit? We come into life as a form, and then we play out that form for a while, and then we decide to leave that form and go into another form? 
That is correct. So then why do people make it so difficult? Because they don't understand that. They see the physical world and they think that when something disappears, it's gone. It's, it's, it's no longer. They don't understand all it has done is taken on another form. It's still there. It still exists. It's still a part of the great, great, beautiful family of light, the beautiful creation of God and of all essences of all things. So you're saying we're supposed to enjoy our imagination and not see it as an imagination, but see it as a creative tool? More than a creative tool. You are here to understand your imagination as the creative spark, the creative spark that brings new ideas and new things into form that can be developed and created in other dimensions. That's why it's important for you to keep that part of your imagination filled with love, filled with consciousness of light and beauty and joy so that you can become an excellent creator. You see, the more imaginative you are, the more ways you allow us as spirit to go into those places and create from those energies that you're sparking into life. That is when you're touching the divinity, is when you recognize the spark is of your imagination, is not imagination, but it's pure magic. It is creation. It is what creates everything that you're experiencing. You see, all the beings and other galaxies and other dimensions use imagination. And that's why you have beautiful trees and flowers and well and water, ocean, rivers and mountains and sky and wind. And the way in which you look and perceive yourself didn't just come from one thought of God, came from a collective creation of all beings and other galaxies that are using their mind and their ability to create. And through the sparks of those creations, stems out to other parts and other galaxies and other dimensions to create the things that you see before you today. So you're saying that all the things that we see in our world, trees and animals and the spots on the leopard and all of these things came from multidimensional beings throughout the galaxy that have been using their power of the spark of creation through their imagination of creation and thought. And all the beautiful thoughts of that that they created is being generated into one beautiful sphere within God, thus creating new dimensions and new galaxies. That is correct. Exactly. So why do people, or why are people afraid of themselves? People are afraid of themselves because they were afraid of from the people around them when they were young. You see, people didn't let other people be as they are. They feel threatened by them. And therefore, the people begin to think that they are a threat or that there's something wrong with them, that they must change themselves in order to fit into some idea that would be accepted and loved. But in fact, all it's doing is making them shrink and become small to their creation. The only one that could ever take a star out of the sky is you. No one can stop your twinkle, your blaze, your radiance, your illumination. Only you can do that. And you do that by the way you perceive the way you think, and the way you respond to life. If every day you wake up and you tell yourself that you are a magnificent star, a beautiful, radiant, illuminating star, and there's no one like you, and therefore you get to be exactly as you choose to be, just as you were saying before, Shaman Durek, when you were talking about being a strange bird, we remember those days when you were young and you did those things. And we were with you every step of the way. 
honoring you, encouraging you through the muses to inspire you to go even further in your expression. You see, people are in pain because they are trapped. People fall into depression because they are trapped. People commit suicide and leave this form because they feel trapped in being able to express themselves and take many forms and shapes as they choose on planet Earth. Because the infrastructure of Earth is based in anything that is different that people don't understand, they judge it, kill it, and lock it away instead of embrace it cherish it, and celebrate it. So are we going to be able to reach these levels of consciousness on our planet? Absolutely. You already are. That is the reason why the darkness has become so prevalent on your planet is because the light is succeeding and bringing change and consciousness to the collective in a higher way. You see, there are patterns of energy that are taking place on your planet that you may not even see, but people are having internal awakenings, small, tiny pushes into that light of consciousness. We beings of light are spending so much time and energy and love to give all of you to reach into those beautiful sparks of energy of thought. You may look at a person on earth and see that they may be someone who you would think is vile or corrupt or is able to be stuck in darkness all the time. But what you don't see is their tiny little shifts taking place inside of them, little sparks. And all it requires is for each of you to just increase and to continue that spark. For each of you to give to that spark by saying something more beautiful to that person, by calling that spark into creation with your words, with your behavior, with your attitude, with your mind, with your ability to think upon that person. You see, the thing is what darkness wants is for you to think upon the darkness. When you think upon the darkness, you are giving darkness more rise. When you think upon the spark of light, you give it rise, you give it form, you give it life. So basically, and I'm, I'm going to share this with you, Spirit. You know, when I was a kid, I loved this movie called The Never Ending Story. And it was a point where the nothing came and destroyed the whole world of Fantasia. And at the very end, she was standing there with the little boy, Sebastian, and he had a tiny little star in his hand. And he said, all of Fantasia has been lost. And she said, no, Fantasia is right here in this star. And all you have to do is wish and dream and Fantasia will be more magnificent than ever. Is that star the same star you're saying that lives in all of the people? And all we have to do is breathe into it, speak into it and wish into it with our power of of words and our mind. Even if we don't speak, are you saying that that star is growing if we think upon a person in a higher way? Absolutely. When you put your energy into that star, be it through your mind, be it through words or your actions or just your presence alone, you are growing that star. Just like in that movie that you saw when you were young, you are building a new paradise, a new dimension for human beings to experience. You see, there's a lot of stories on earth about the Garden of Eden. And I want to share this with you, Shaman Durek. The Garden of Eden does exist, but it doesn't exist in the way that humans have created in their storybooks. The Garden of Eden exists within the consciousness. It is human beings that push themselves out of the garden, out of shame, of fear that got into their consciousness so long ago. 
The story of Adam and Eve were not based upon two people. It was based upon the consciousness of the spirit. When the darkness got into the consciousness, it made the mind and the emotion separate and therefore create a dissension amongst one another where the mind began to hold in fear and the emotions began to feel it, where the mind began to take in worry and the emotion began to experience it and create it. And the Garden of Eden was no longer. You are the Garden of Eden. You are the blessed paradise that you people speak of and that you speak of to people. This, this light, this coming of this light, when people speak about the second coming of Christ, what they're speaking about is the Garden of Eden, the mind, the consciousness, how you begin to breathe life into paradise, where you speak life into paradise, where you speak life into joy, where you speak life into freedom and expression of everything every individual loving and connecting to the truth of who they are, which is this illuminated being of creation. You are here to learn how to bring the Garden of Eden back into life. And you do that by breathing into it, by speaking paradise into form. Every time you speak words over a person, if you say to a person, beautiful things are showing up in your life right now, you have just opened the garden up for them. All of a sudden, fruits and berries and all kinds of richness and beautiful abundance and prosperity will come into their life because you've spoke it over them. You've spoke it into life. You've spoke into paradise. You've seen paradise and you speak into it like that star. You allowed it to grow and become truthful in their experience. So you're saying every time we speak, every time we speak into paradise, every time we speak into love, every time we speak into joy, every time we announce it, acknowledge it, and put our mind to it and take our mind away from giving to the darkness, giving the darkness, speaking into the darkness, talking about the darkness and all of these things, we are creating paradise. We are creating heaven on earth. We are creating a a beautiful frontier in which to walk into. That is correct. That is exactly what you are doing. And that is what we all the beings of light and all sentient beings of light who are off world and who are here on world, who are here to support you and lift you and love you into the illuminated being that you are, are operating to assist you in getting into that space of consciousness. Well, thank you, Spirit. And we'll be speaking to you more in some of our other um, uh, podcasts that we're doing. We know that you will, child of light. We know how much you love the people and how much you love life and how much you want to see so much of human beings in their true power. And we love the ideas that you have about creating a superhuman because it is true. It is possible. All of the movies and things that you see where you see these superheroes is you, is everyone on the planet and what you can become. You see, the future of humanity isn't just walking and isn't just operating from talking. Human beings have the ability to speak without words. They have the ability to move things with their minds. They have the ability to transcend the very sciences that you speak of. But in order to do so, you have to believe in the power. You have to dream and speak into that level of creation. And it will become that which you see. It will become a reality for you. 
to creating the superhuman that I put all my energy into to teach people how to use their power shamanically. Are you saying shamanic energy is the doorway to awakening these powers? It is the doorway to awaken these powers. However, it is not just through plant medicine, child of light. And I'm glad that you speak about this to the world. Plant medicine is there to assist people and to starting the path, but it is not there to hold them in that space. They have to recognize to pull away from that attachment and come back to themselves where true power lies. So we thank you, beloved child of light, for sharing that knowledge with the world and continuing to share that knowledge. We love everything that you are doing and what you are sharing with everyone. We honor you so much. And we're always here to speak with you, to share wisdom with you and the tribe and all people who choose to come and be with you and sit with you and speak with you and your beautiful energies that you've come forth to bring to life. We love how you love people because it's your love that's lifting and shifting people to recognize the love of themselves. When you love people, when you create these things on podcasts and the things that you do in your life through all the types of technologies that you have on your planet to facilitate words and knowledge to people, you are giving them that energy to see it within themselves and they are transforming by the millions because of you. So keep going, child of light. Well, thank you, Spirit, for all your kind words. I love you so, 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 so much. And I'm so honored that you came in today on Ancient Wisdom Today podcast to share with us. And I'm so happy that you're always present in my life and you're always present for me to be here to support the people, to love them and to hold them and to embrace them and to kiss them and to hug them and to lift them to see the possibility of their unique beautifulness as a star being and to recognize the power that they have. Thank you for so much for always being here. And I'm not going to say goodbye to you because I know you never go away. So I'm just going to continue moving forward with the podcast and, 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 and let everyone know how much I love them. So Tribe, you've heard it here. You've got the information. You know what's being said to you. And I know inside of every cell of your being and every muscle, every fiber of your being, you know what was said is true. You know that we have the power to bring paradise and open up the Garden of Eden here on Earth again. So let's do it. Let's all do it together. Yeah? Let's speak into every person that we see anything in them that is distorted. And let's only focus on that beautiful star inside of them, just like in the never ending story. And if you haven't seen the movie, well, I want you to go and watch Goonies and watch the never ending story and and experience my childhood and the things that made me happy. So you can experience the joy and laughter and love that I once shared by watching these two amazing films because they really are inspirational. And I want you to know how much I love you, how much I value you, and how much I see you and how much I adore you and how much I love you. And if you ever see me, if you ever see me in the street or you ever come to any of my workshops, if you're ever near me and you can hop on a plane and come and see me, come to me, give me a hug. Let me hold you. Let me touch you. Let me kiss your face. Look into your eyes and witness the beauty that is there in front of me. I love you so much and I'm honored. I'm so honored to be your shaman. So honored that you have chosen me to be here to support you. I am the people's shaman. I am the shaman to the cat, to the dog, to the horse, to the birds, to the sky, to the wind, to the trees, to you and to every living thing throughout this galaxy. I love you so much and I'm honored by your presence here on earth, the power that lives inside of you, the love that is you, the joy that is you and the creativity that you bring Thank you for existing. Thank you for being. Check me out. If you haven't already followed me, please do on Instagram and 
sign up on my newsletter, everyone, if you want to take some of my training and learn how to access your powers, because being alive today and not having your powers to be able to speak to spirit and connect is not where you need to be. It's time to become a superhuman. So let's get our superhuman on and learn and embrace and enjoy the beautiful power that we are. And until next time on Ancient Wisdom Today podcast, I love you for all eternity. Bye.